Well, good morning, everybody. Well, it got quiet really fast. Good morning. I know, one person heard me. <laughs> good morning. How's everybody doing today? Are we good? You guys seem like you have a lot of, a lot of energy today. That's good for worship. <laughs> well, we just want to welcome everybody who's here. We want to welcome everybody who's tuning in online. Um, I, yeah, I'm just really excited about worship this morning. I hope you guys are too. So I'm going to pray and we're going to enter into a time of worship. Father God, we just thank you so much for this beautiful day. Um, we thank you for who you are and, and just all that you've created, Lord. Thank you for bringing everybody here. Um, I just ask that your spirit would move in this place during worship and during the message. I just lift up anybody who's struggling this morning, who's just carrying heavy, any heavy burdens into this place. Just ask that they'd be able to give it up to you, Lord, and that you just touch everybody, touch their hearts this morning and be with us. And we love you. We praise your sweet name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. All right. If we want to stand as we start worship this morning. Thank you. 
that you bore and the debt that you paid for the victory you won over death and the grave this is the reason i sing for the hope that you give and the joy that you bring for the promise that heaven is waiting for me this is the reason i sing for the cross that you bore and the death that you pay for the victory you won over death and the grave this is the reason i sing for the hope that you give and the joy that you bring for the promise that heaven is waiting for me this is the reason i sing
our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There is nothing. There is nothing. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There is nothing. There is nothing. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that can stop our God. There is nothing.
righteousness, oh God, how I need you.
Gotta have his job, don't take his job. Well, good morning, Journey Church. How's everyone doing? Hope you're doing well. Love the, the rain, that outpouring of God's love on Big Bear. Amen. <laughs> well, hey, um, I have kind of a handful of announcements for you guys. So if you forget things like I do, I suggest pulling out a pen and paper and writing this stuff down. Um, <laughs> The first announcement I have, well, first off, if you're joining us for the first time, we're so excited to have you here, and we would love to get connected with you. One way that you can do that is there's connection cards in the pockets of the seats. You can fill those out and put them in the tithe and offering boxes that are in the back of the room here. So, welcome. <laughs> uh, the next announcement I have for us is next Sunday, we're going to have a potluck here for dinner under the circus tent. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be at 5 o'clock here next Sunday. And um, bring a side dish, bring a main dish, salad. Drinks are taken care of, but if you can bring your world-famous fill-in-the-blank, I will gladly eat it, So, <laughs> as well as the rest of us. So, again, that's next Sunday, 5 o'clock here under the tent. And then the next announcement is that um, on the 20th, they're doing an all, like, Big Bear worship event at the convention center, also known as Wyatt's. So if those of you that go there, um, it's going to be from 2 to 4 on the 20th, which is, I believe, next Saturday. Um, we, all <laughs> we have a sleepover for Illuminate Youth Group the night before, so please pray for me. Um, <laughs> so we'll see if I make it there or not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so again, next Saturday, 2 to 4 at the convention center, and all valley worship, like how incredible will that be to stand together with all believers within this valley and worship the Lord. Amen? All right. So don't forget that. Also, August 28th, which is a Sunday after service, we're going to have a baptism. Um, if you want to get baptized, there's these little cards here in the pockets as well. If you could please fill one of those out, and you can put those in the tithe and offering boxes as well, or as the gentlemen come down, to receive offering, you can put it in the little bags there. 
This is really important. Um, we want to make sure that we get connected with you and maybe even do a quick class with Dr. Rob um, because we want you to understand fully the, the step that you're making into that outward declaration of your inward faith for Jesus. And so we want to make sure that we can connect with you on that. And again, the baptism is August 28th. It's going to be at Whispering Pines Estates, which is literally just down the road here. <laughs> you go make a right and then make a left, and it's right there. So you can't miss it. And then I think that's also going to be a, a potluck or barbecue. Okay. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll cook the meat, and you guys bring the sides. So we're going to be fellowshipping together and eating together a lot over the next couple weeks. I'm so excited. Um, the next announcement is we've got our big Labor Day yard sale coming up, which is the first weekend in September. So that week leading up to the yard sale, which we have the yard sale on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then we clean everything up on Sunday. We do another barbecue. What? <laughs> so much food together. Um, <laughs> but if you guys could, if anybody's willing to stay and help pack everything up, and then we're also looking for volunteers to help set up throughout that week. Tuesday night, the, I don't know if the kids know this, but we're going to be organizing all the clothes, which is the Tuesday before, and then we start bringing things out. So you, if you want to donate stuff to the yard sale, you can start bringing it that week. And then in addition to that, if you do donate, we can also provide a tax write-off letter for that. So all sorts of good stuff. The yard sale is pretty awesome. It basically funds our entire youth group for throughout the year. Plus, we've got a conference that we're going to at the end of September. So it helps students that maybe aren't able to go, go. So all hands on deck for that, please. Um, <laughs> we've also, oh, men's retreat is coming up as well. I realize that's on my thing. So if you're interested in going on the men's retreat, which is towards the end of September as well, connect with Mickey Hall. Mickey, wave your hand. Woo! <laughs> Um, yeah, they get to do all sorts of fun stuff on that retreat. So, wow, I think that's all the announcements that I have for us. So we're going to go ahead and continue our time of worship by receiving our tithes and offerings. And I was thinking as we were singing that song, I came here with nothing but all that you have given me. When we tithe, it's an opportunity for us to give back what God has already given to us, right? It's a way for us to trust in him. It's an act of trust. Proverbs 3, 5 says, or 3, 4, and 5, whatever it is. <laughs> Trust in the Lord with all your heart, but lean, on, lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, all your ways, even tithing, and he will direct your path straight. So this morning, that's what we want to do. We want to trust in God. We want to know that he's there with us. Even if we come with nothing, our, our little bit, he's going to expand it and make it great and bring people into the fold of his family. Amen? All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and invite the gentleman to come down and receive our tithes and offerings. There it is. 
Let me just look at you for a second. What a good-looking crew here. Amen. Amen. I'm going to move some stuff because I feel like I'm going to pace today or something. Amen. Well, also just a quick announcement. Um, man, isn't there exciting a lot of stuff happening towards the end of the... I hate to say that. The end of summer. And no, it's not the end yet, but we are planning out kind of these last few weeks. Lots of stuff going on. Um, I really do want to encourage you to be involved um, in as much of, of these things coming up as you can. Um, I'm really excited about the time of worship. Um, you know, people from different worship uh, bands. Uh, Sam's going to be playing in it, um, and they want me as, a, as one of the guitar players. So we're, you know, multiple churches represented, and you can... You can come at 1 on that day to the Convention Center Wyatt's, and you have lunch. We can eat one more time together because you can actually have lunch there too. And so get there early and have a great time together in the body. We're in the book of 1 Corinthians this morning, and pretty much just you know, do something because we'll be in the book of 1 Corinthians till he comes back to get us. As long as he comes back, you know, sometime in the next year or so, uh, we'll be here. Boy, there we go. I just want to pray again and let's do that. Heavenly Father, as, as we go into this time this morning, I invite your spirit to come. Come and speak to us. Speak to me. Speak through me. Lord, help us to have ears that hear, um, hearts that respond. God, uh, meet us where we're at today, Father. I thank you that each of us here um, is going through something different and has uh, we each have our own needs or desires or rejoicing, whatever it is, God, but meet with each of us as only you and the Holy Spirit can. Bless this time in the Word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yes. a burden for the youth of this church as I felt up there. He died of a drug overdose, and I know when he took that first hit, whatever it was, that this was not what he expected the end result to be. No. The day of his funeral was supposed to have been a party for his high school graduation. Instead, we were putting him in the ground, and my heart broke so much and the youth of this church came to mind so strongly how we as a church body need to uphold the youth in prayer. Mm -hmm. They face trials that I didn't face when I was yeah. growing up. Drugs are so much more prevalent now, and we see so many people that are succumbing to them. I just, I would exhort the church, I would admonish you, pray for the youth. Because you never know what tomorrow may bring. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you. That's right. That, that is a call that we need to, to definitely hear and be praying um, for your, the youth and also be encouraging them. When you, when you see them, say hi. You know, really love on them. Um, 
you know, and, and, and just in general, you know, what Jesse does outside of the church for uh, her pay is um, it's a- about smoking and drugs and alcohol, and she's working all the time um, against those things, and she knows stuff about what happens in this valley that would probably curl some of your hair. Um, so we need to be definitely, definitely praying. I mean, I've, I've, I did a funeral myself. I've done more memorials this year than ever in my life, more funerals and things, and one of them was for a mid-20s person who overdosed on fentanyl. Um, it's, it, it's happening way too often. So yes, be in, be in prayer and you know, even as we go into this message, hopefully this would be an encouragement. Um, last night I went to uh, special meetings um, over at uh, Bear Valley uh, Christian Faith Center. Um, heard Chad Gonzalez preach, and um, if you guys, and I don't think anyone actually thinks that we do go long, but if you ever do, I just encourage you to go to a meeting like that. It started at 6, we got out at 10. And so it was, uh, you know, four, four hours, and I, and I was totally fine with it. It was a great time in the Lord. Um, he preached all around my message, and it was uh, really exciting for me. It was, it was a different message, but he was hitting so many points. Um, it, it just really encouraged me. As we go into 1 Corinthians 2 this morning, there's a lot that's, that, that we could go over, but we're not going to hit line by line, though I will read quite a bit of the chapter, just kind of uh, touching on it as we go in, because what we're picking up still on Chapter 2 is the leftovers from chapter 1 about wisdom, godly wisdom versus the world's wisdom. Um, the world's wisdom is folly to, to God and to, to Christians, and our wisdom is folly to the world, um, putting our trust in a Christ, in a resurrected Savior who had to die is folly to the world. Um, again, um, this book of 1 Corinthians is being written to believers, and so if, if you're not um, a believer, if you're still checking things out, some of this might sound like folly to you. And I want to encourage you just to press in because there's an amazing message here this morning as we are coming in uh, still talking about uh, wisdom from the Spirit and the folly of human wisdom, natural wisdom, carnal wisdom compared to God. And so I want to, want to read, we'll just start at the beginning and, and to remind us of what Paul was talking about last week as we were in this. And, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come uh, proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Um, so he, he wasn't the, uh, coming with a, a great oration. Um, he says, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's a message that needs to come more back into the church today. Uh, we have a lot of um, fun messages, and, and if you listen to people online, especially with big followings, their messages are, can be really fun and exciting and, and flashy, but sometimes we don't touch the just the simple fact of the crucifixion, resurrection of Jesus. Paul didn't get into theology, it sounds like. He says, I, I chose to know nothing among you except Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, he says. You know, remember, he was wanted. Um, they would beat him regularly uh, for, for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we are not, we haven't seen that type of persecution. Most of us have not seen that. We've heard about it, um, but most of our persecution is somebody at my work m- made fun of my going to church. 
and that's the extent of our persecution, most of us. We don't have, as we have some people maybe attack us verbally on, on social media and things. Even in some of the places I've been, I've escaped some of the persecution that almost came. I've had my life threatened a number of times on the streets, but actually never had to get beat up for it, thank God. Um, but, but Paul was facing these things, and he said that his, as he was preaching, he was in, his, in weakness, in fear, and, and trembling, both over, over the fact that the Word of God is so incredibly important, and I believe also in the fact that as he was doing that, there was uh, possibilities of retribution against him. It says, My speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We talked about that a little bit, that yes, uh, wisdom and knowledge and studying the, the Word of God and even history is, has value. Um, it's, we can actually um, talk to people and give them reasons why to trust the Bible, that, that it's inerrant and that it's been around for so long and it's trustworthy. But when it comes down to it, what's most important is the Spirit of God that comes upon and brings the Word of life, causes the Word of God to become alive. The Scriptures teach us that the Word of God is living and active. It's alive, it's active, it's sharper than two, any two-edged sword. It divides you know, joints and marrow, thoughts and attitudes of the heart, and it, and it divides, and this is the power of God that we want to be, um, be talking about, not just a written word, but the spiritual word. Um, and then it goes on in verse 6, says, Yet among the mature we don't impart wisdom, although um, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. You know, Paul's not uh, holding anything back. Paul's not holding anything back. He's, he's like, listen, the wisdom of this age and the people of this age, they are doomed to pass away. Now, we don't, I don't say that with a smile on my face, but, but we should understand that that is true. Those who don't know Christ will pass away, and, and they will not inherit eternal life. The message that we have, church, is the most important message um, of the universe, that Jesus came, that he loved that He loves us, that He died for us, He rose again so that we can go to heaven. It says, though, we, we did impart a wisdom to you, but not a, a worldly wisdom, not a wisdom of this age. Um, and th these things are all going to pass away. We impart a secret and hidden wisdom from God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Now, already we're getting, I'm getting excited about this. I mean, we impart, Paul imparted to the Corinthians a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages of our glory, uh, uh, for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So Paul's saying, listen, we actually proclaimed this secret message to you, and no one else understood it. And I, as, as I was reading that, I'm like, what is this message? What is this message? And... This is what we're going to talk about. It says, as it is written, verse 9, No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. We quote that scripture a lot. When we talk about the, the um, secrets of God and the, the un, uh, being not able to always understand everything that He 
has for us, that he wants for us, um, everything about heaven. We say, you know, the Bible says that no, no eye is seen or no ear is heard. No heart can even imagine what God has prepared for those of us who love him. We just have to kind of, I, I guess we just turn the dark. That's not what the scripture is actually saying. Because if you keep reading, it says, but these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And then it goes on and talks about this. Who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. I heard that word spiritual a couple times in there. Did you hear it? It's spiritual. Spiritual. Not natural. Not carnal, spiritual. We as believers don't live just in this world that we see. We live in a spiritual world as well. The Bible says that when we accepted Christ, we became alive in the Spirit. John 3 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit... He cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Um, we needed to be born again and have our spirit come to life. In 1 Corinthians 15, we'll get to that later on as we study it more in depth, but it says, it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam, who is Christ, became a life-giving spirit. When you accepted Christ, your spirit became alive and you had life in you and your spirit is now alive. And we're spiritual beings. This whole chapter here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 is talking about that the wisdom of the gospel, the message, all of this in the natural is foolishness, but to the spiritual man it's life. To the spiritual man, it's power that, that God is revealing these things to us in our spirit. Here's the, here's the problem. I think many of us at times are walking so much in the natural that we are not understanding or hearing or able to respond to what's happening in the spiritual. And that, that's kind of an accusation, I, I understand. I, I don't want to throw you in particular into this bus, but I have to get into the bus. I have to get into the bus because I know that there's times that I am in the natural too much. I'm looking for natural wisdom. I'm having natural skepticism, and I'm not fellowshipping. I'm not in the spirit enough, and so sometimes I am missing that which God wants to speak to me and that which God wants to do through me because I'm not spiritually discerning it. Now, I have to guess that at least some of you in this room are the same. 
your faces are, are you're, you're, you're not helping me much here this morning because I'm looking at all these faces. Nobody's like nodding their head. Maybe you're afraid like, wow, is that me or we should get a new pastor. Um, one of those things is happening right now. And, and I think that because we live in this world, right, we live in a world where every day from sunup to sundown, we're bombarded with natural things. You have to make natural decisions. You have to go to work. You have to drive your car. You have to uh, think naturally whether or not you want to press, press on the gas when the light turns yellow or put on the brake. I mean, just all these things come up. Some of you, it's no question. I've seen you at the stoplights. It's always the gas. It's just always that. And then there's people like me who, who like tend to throw people through the windshield. I'm like, it's yellow. Ah! And that's not fun either. But those are just natural things, right? All day long, natural, 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 natural. Here's the, one of the problems. But because we're so much in this natural realm, and maybe we're not praying enough, and maybe we're not reading our word enough, and maybe we're not in fellowship enough, and maybe we're not in worship enough to hear the Spirit of God and to hear what the Spirit of God is trying to speak to us individually. I heard this great quote. I, I don't know who said it. I, I just remember, or actually I read it. And, and it said that, if, if I can get this right, God is saying a lot more to us than we're hearing. But he's saying a lot less than some people are saying he's saying. Kind of this interesting thing. You know, a lot of people, oh, God said this and God said that, and there's a lot of that going on. And I think sometimes God is saying a lot less than what people actually say he's saying. And, and it's really important to not speak a word that you, that, is, that you think is from God without really being sure that you think it's from God and being open to the fact that maybe we missed it. But on the other side, I think he is speaking more to us than we're hearing individually for our families, and why, why are we not hearing this? Well, in verse 14, it says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their folly to him. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but he himself is to be judged by no one. The natural person does not accept things in the Spirit of God, for they are followed him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. You know, one of the things I appreciate about Paul is his willing to confuse us. <laughs> because on the one side, Paul tells us things like, we're new creations, the Spirit of God lives in us, that we're dead to sin, we're alive in Christ. We're, we're, uh, the, the law of, of sin and death has been broken and we are new creations and we're solid. And he says that sin no longer has reign and rule over us. Right? Those are all different things Paul has said. And, and that's wonderful. We, we want to claim those promises and truths. Um, but he also says that what I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I do do. I just said do do. Things I don't want to do, those things I do. I do. And, and he's wrestling with this, and he's going, you know, and, and part of it says, well, who's going to save me from this, this wretched body? And eventually we will be saved from this place where we won't struggle the way we do, but there is a struggle in, the, in walking in the Spirit. The Bible says if you walk in the Spirit, you won't 
fulfill the desires of the flesh. So we are born again spiritually. That means that your spirit, if you've accepted Christ, came alive and immediately things changed for you. You, you began to see things in a new realm because of the spiritual life that became alive. But there's another part of this that we have to do, and that's to walk in the Spirit. See, see sometimes Christians, we, we sell fire insurance to people. Just accept Jesus, and you won't go to hell. Just ask Him into your life, and you're all good. And so there's a lot of people who maybe took a step towards God and, and made a, a confession of faith and prayed a prayer, you know, you know, dear God, forgive me of my sins, come in my heart, make me a new creation. Now, I can't judge whether that person is saved, and you can't either. Only the Spirit can say whether or not they actually truly are saved. If they truly repented, if they truly believed, if they truly confessed, if God uh, wooed them unto themselves, then they could be saved. But some people got born again and never grew after that. And they are, they, they are Christian by title and maybe even by position. Positionally, they're saved and they will go to heaven, but their life has no fruit and nothing has happened and changed in them. And, and often when that happens to people, they question their own salvation. They question whether God is real because they did what this requirement was of to ask Jesus to forgive me of a sin, but they've never really after that experienced anything with God. And, and, and you don't have to raise your hand, but if, if I'm speaking to you, that is not that uncommon. But this morning's part of this morning's message is to help you to know that you can grow in that. You can become more spiritually mature. See, God is calling us to maturity, but not just a knowledge. Not just a knowledge. Knowledge can be wonderful, but experience in anything is, I say, most of the time is far more valuable. I think I would rather have somebody who's been practicing medicine for 30 years who's seen a lot than the, than the person just coming straight out of med school, even though maybe even the, the training is, to, is, is better today than it was 30 years ago. There's experience. Now we're gonna, but that's just in the natural thing. What about in, in Jesus? You can grow and mature in your spirit. Verse 6 in, in Corinthians says, Yet among the mature... We do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age. It's secret, hidden wisdom of God. For the spiritually mature. How is your spirit doing this morning? How is your, how is your spirit man? And I, you know, forgive me for that phrase it's been we've been saying that for a long time your spirit man your spirit woman that spirit inside of you how is it do you feel like that spiritual man woman inside of you is is growing is strong or this morning have you even said things like i don't even know if i have a spirit inside of me 
Because perhaps you have spent so much time in the natural, which is here and here. We believe that we are spirit, soul, and body. Right? Three of us, the, the spirit, soul, and body. The soul is the mind, will, and the emotions living inside of this body. But when God came and first with Adam and Eve and then through Jesus, the new life, he blew his breath of life into humanity. And the spirit was there. And it comes alive when we accept Christ. We become a spiritual being. Spiritual being that we're going to get into in, in 1 Corinthians that through that spiritual being, that's where the gifts of the Spirit are. That's where life happens. And the word life is, is Zoe. That's a spiritual, it's a, it's a heavenly life. What I, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor entered the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love Him. But these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. Many of you, I think, if, 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 about your faith would say, you know, I really can't explain it. You've probably said things like this. I can't really explain it, but I know something's different. I don't know what happened last night. I was having a time of prayer, and I can't tell you what happened, but I just, something happened. You ever said that? You know, like, I, what, what was that? Well, that was something that was happening probably, probably inside of your spirit, man. And, and the spiritual side scares us a little bit. We, most of us, a lot of us are, maybe I shouldn't even say most, portion of us are more comfortable in the natural. Some people are very comfortable in the spiritual. You know anyone like that? They got to freak you out, don't they? Yes, freak you out. They're like, wow, that's kind of, most, a lot of us are kind of more comfortable in the natural things. I like to be able to see it, touch it, explain it. But we're spiritual. Again, I'm talking to believers here this morning, and I hope everyone's listening real well. But as, as believers, it's interesting, okay? I'm going to challenge us a little bit here. You don't have to respond except internally. You can every once in a while smile, maybe nod your head, make sure you didn't fall asleep. Um, we believe that Jesus Christ came and he died for our sins. He rose again. And he sits on the, on the right hand of God, and he's our Lord and Savior. That's, that's kind of, yes, we believe that. We'd probably say we believe in um, the great flood, Noah, the flood. We believe that um, Moses took the people out of Egypt, and he crossed the Red Sea, and, and Joshua took them across, uh, across the, the uh, Jordan River that they marched around Jericho. The walls fell down. David killed Goliath. We go, yep, man, that's just awesome. Awesome. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to use you right now to heal somebody. No. No, I don't believe that. No. No. Somebody's over there talking to some weird language next to me. You're like, hey, that's not of God. That can't be. I don't understand what you're saying. That can't be from God. I believe in Noah's Ark, but tongues? No. I, I, I believe in the walls of Jericho coming down, but ha somebody having a gift of healing? No. What's, what's our problem? We need to like stir up the spiritual man a little bit and be open. One of the things that, that uh, 
um, Chad said last night was, was really good for me. And then when Shannon and I, we were driving home and uh, Sam went with us. Um, she, she honed in on this too. And I thought, this is going to be part of my message. Um, we can be a little closed to what God is doing or what God might be wanting to do. And I'm not saying you are. You, you, you can say, I'm not, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying particular, but I think people in general, the church, sometimes we're a little scared and a little closed off. What if we began to say things more like, isn't it possible that God might want to do something? Open up to some possibilities of a spiritual realm, biblical, I'm not saying weird outside of the Bible. I'm saying weird, but inside of the Bible. Some people are like, I don't like anything that's weird. Well, then you probably shouldn't be a Christian. Because, come on, let's be honest. Everything we believe is actually weird. You know, so I don't know if you've ever, like, found yourself laughing. At, like, I can't believe those people used to believe in Greek mythology and all that stuff. I'm going, have you read the Bible? Some of it's weird. And yet you believe it. Why? Well, something happened. Here's what, ha- here's, I'm going to tell you part of the secret. You had an encounter with Jesus your spirit became alive, and now your spirit is kind of going, no, this is true. Because it's discerned spiritually. And so you can tell people, I can't tell you why, but I have no problem believing that there was this global flood that came. Why? Because my spirit is telling me it's true because of everything else that's happened. What if we began to come into modern today and say, God, what might you want to do? in my life, in and through me. Could our spirit become maybe, I don't want to say more alive, but maybe more aware? Have you ever done an exercise where you just start being quiet and listening to sounds maybe around your house? You just sit there and you... You start hearing sounds you didn't know that were happening. I, I, wow, did you hear that? And, and if you were with somebody, you go, do you hear that? And they go, no. You wait, just, and then what do you say? Shh, shh, just listen. And they go, oh, what is that? You ever do that? What, what is, I do hear that. What is that? <laughs> That's what God wants to happen inside of us. He wants our spirit man to begin to hear the things that he's saying. What does Revelation say a lot? He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the church. He who has an ear, let him hear. We need to tune up these ears spiritually to be able to hear a little bit better than we are. Romans chapter 8, I encourage you just read the whole chapter as you pray about this message. This message, this, this chapter, so much of it is talking about the spiritual man, the spiritual life. Verse 2, the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. That's what happened 
to you when you accepted Christ. And God has done, done what the law, weakened by the flesh, couldn't do by sending his own son in likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled. Fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who living, live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. I want to stop there in verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Do you, do you want to grow in the Spirit? Do you want to hear the Spirit more? We need to set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Yes, amen. We have to be... As, as, uh, as Romans 12 says, we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We need to focus in on the things of the Spirit. Well, the things of the Spirit is the Word. It happens through prayer, fellowship with God, worship. Worship is one of the most powerfully spiritually enriching moments. It's not about singing songs. It, it, it's about uh, connecting with Almighty God. In fact, one of the words for uh, worship, it's proskuneo, it, it means like what a dog would do to his master. And my dog is really good with this. If you ever come to my house, forgive my dog. <laughs> forgive me and my dog. My dog is going to lick your face. And lick your arms. I don't, I, we probably need to give our dog more salt. I don't know. <laughs> My dog is such a licker. And, and she, 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 we don't, we, well, we didn't. We've already, we really did good for about a year. We didn't let her be up on any furniture. There was one place, one piece of furniture she could be on, and that was my recliner in my, in my bedroom. And she knows that if I'm in that chair, she just gets to jump on me. She doesn't tell me she's coming either. She just runs across. One time she jumped from the doorway to the bed and onto me and one just like bang, bang, boom on me. And she just starts licking me all over. And she, I mean, and she wags her whole body. You know the dogs that do that? They don't just wag their, their tail. They wag their whole body. She's so excited. The word proskuneo, worship, means lat. That's what it means. And you're like, huh? We are supposed to worship God like that. We're supposed to go, God, I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> and if we could, if, if you'll go with me for a second, you know dogs have this amazing ability. You go to the car to start it, come back in to get something else, and your dog sees you're like, you're home! <laughs> like, I didn't even leave. I started the car, and the dog's excited. What if we could begin to promote that kind of idea with God? God, I'm spending time with you. I love you so much. <sighs> I know it sounds weird, but, but we begin to, we have to press in. We have to change our thinking. We have to change our priorities. We have to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. We have to learn to walk in the Spirit and not uh, focus on, the, uh, we have to learn to walk in the Spirit, not focus on the things of the natural man. For the, to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit of, is life and peace. And don't you need some of that? Don't you need some life and peace in your life? We all do. 
We all do. We, all of us, are really good at meditation and, in a sense, worship. We meditate on the negative stuff all day long. And, and it really becomes almost this worship of it. We just, oh, this bad thing's going to happen. Oh, my gosh, this bad thing's happening. Oh, man, the bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing's going to happen. Bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. Now, you just fill in what the bad thing is for you. Don't you? You just sit in there and you like, oh, what? And then this is a great one. What if? What if? What if they fire me? Well, why would they fire you? I don't know, but what if they fire me? What if I'm driving down the hill and I get a flat tire? Why would you say that? I don't know. What if I do? Like, well, what if an asteroid comes out of the sky and kills us all? I mean, what if? What if we, what if we actually said things like, what if I just spent the morning in prayer? What, 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 if, what if God were to reveal himself to my neighbor? What if God were to provide for all of my needs this month? What if God were to bring a healing to me? What if I could bless somebody by being good and loving them and, and helping some? What if, what if, and we started thinking about the what ifs of, the, of God and the what ifs of positive instead of worshiping in a sense, you know, meditating on all that negative stuff. We need to be set free from our stinking thinking. And we need to focus on the things of God and begin to walk in the Spirit and so not to fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Now, I don't want to oversimplify this because it's, it's not always this easy. But when you're tempted to sin, and I know none of you are ever tempted to sin, right? You, and you know what your little sin is. But when you're tempted to, to do something that, she, that you know God has been dealing with you, if you grab the Bible and start reading it, how long does that temptation last? It, it doesn't long, it's not long, is it? it? Why is it that it's so hard to read the Bible and still be thinking about sin? I mean, is it possible? Yes, I'm, I'm sure it is. We get tempted and we start thinking about it. See, the Bible even talks about, you know, how God can't be tempted by, by sin. He says, we're, we're tempted when by our own evil desires, we're dragged away and enticed. So the temptation is, is one part, but we get dragged away and we get enticed. We're, we start focusing. We're, we're not much better than the dog, right, squirrel? <laughs> For us, it's sin. Sin. Is that a sin? It was, it, was, it was really funny. We were camping. The, uh, we went camping last week for a couple days, and, and we were sitting around the, the campfire. I think it was the campfire, but it was, it was daytime, wasn't it, Madeline? And Luna was, was there, and she had food. Did you, what was it? She had food in her bag? Anyways, I forget what, there was one thing she was like, or maybe just looking at one of the family members, and she's like, oh. but then over to her like left was a squirrel. And so she goes, And I was narrating it, and I have to say the narration was just really funny. It's like, Mama, squirrel. Mama, squirrel. Mama, squirrel. And that's really what she did like five times. 
It was really, really fun. I wish I, those are those moments you wish you were video and you could put, I could become a TikTok, you know. <laughs> Jesus, sin. Jesus, sin. So that, that, that's, that's, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, he thinks we're all dogs. Does the scripture say, as a dog returns to his vomit, so is a fool to his folly. And that, that can be us sometimes, right? We just, we're struggling. We're, but so what, what we want to do, though, is like, well, we can't just stop it. We just will stop it. No, it doesn't work that way. Who's ever just tried to stop doing a sin? Anyone ever? I'm just going to stop it. I, I mean, I, I'll raise my hand. I, I'm going to stop. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. 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 How'd that go for you? <laughs> it, 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 there's a problem there with just going, I'm just going to stop. When is it not a problem? When it becomes easy to stop a sin is really when we're close to the Lord and He's helping us and He's giving us strength. Yeah. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Right? We love that. Isn't that... that I say, walk in the Spirit, verse 16, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The, the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy. Jealousy? Can we just... That's, I don't want to talk about jealousy. These are... Let's get some big stuff. I don't like the little stuff. Right? Because most of us don't kill anybody anymore. We feel good about that. But we might still be struggling with jealousy and fits of anger and rivalries and dissensions and envy. Envy, too? That's bad? <sighs> if you're visiting, you're just like, this guy's a wacko. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because the Spirit's not alive in them, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. That is awesome. We have it on our walls. It's true. But why isn't it true? We, if, we, if we think that the Spirit of, is, of God lives in me, then that should be what's happening in my life. But it's not. Is it? Not, I mean, sometimes. But, but everyone who's saved, are they automatically, immediately, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? No, I, that's not my experience. And if it was yours, oh, awesome. Please tell me the secret. But, but here's, I think, the truth. And here's what the secret is. As you walk it in the Spirit, as you seek the Spirit, as you live a life where you're being more purposefully aware of the spiritual side of life, the Word of God, prayer, worship, fellowship with God. As you are spending more time exercising those spiritual um, exercises, the fruit of the Spirit starts happening. Because remember, it's fruit. You can't do it. You can try to act loving, but true love comes from the Spirit of God. 
You can work at having peace. But really what happens is we become spiritually minded, focusing on the things of the Spirit, which are the things of God. Remember, God is Spirit. I'm just going to get it really simple here. As, as we want to be spiritual people, we're just talking about recognizing God to be the most important and largest part of our life. And, and each of us is going to have to figure out where some of our time and attention has been going that has kept us from becoming spiritual. What, what, what is it for you? Are there a couple of things or one thing? Don't overwhelm yourself that you say, you know, I give a lot of attention to this and I need to be spending more time growing in, in, in the spirit, growing in my spirit. Becoming aware. Even in crazy radical things like healing, And there was some cool healings last night. We're looking forward to getting more information on them. Um, a few rows behind us, there was a woman who's profoundly deaf. I don't know if her whole life, but profoundly deaf. Um, she's part of Elise's class. And um, she her ears opened up and she started hearing last night. And, and she was just, yeah, you can clap. You can clap for God. Amen. And she was just laughing. Like, I mean, it was really funny. And, and she had a deaf laugh. You know, she, her speech is really tough. She's deaf. And they really hard to understand her. I'm not trying to mock, but you know how they talk? Like, just like, that's how she speaks. She st that, that part hasn't been healed. We'll go see. But she's laughing great. Like, she started hearing noises took out, she has, I don't know if it's cochlear, she had something to, to magnify some sounds. She took those out and she's laughing like crazy. She's like, here. So, so God is not dead and he still wants to do things and he still might want to do some things in your life and in my life if we'll start listening to him a little bit and, and, and be open to what he might want to do and change just a couple of things in our life saying, what if? Is it possible that God might want to do something? Is it possible that God might want to heal you? Is, is it possible that even though the doctor diagnosed you with a, a, this diagnosis and you saw the test yourself, is it possible that God might want to heal you and start leaning into God and, and to the spiritual side rather than, oh God, I've got this diagnosis? Is, is it possible that God might want to rescue you from some financial hardships instead of us just going, yeah, I'm going to lose everything? And you can ask my kids, I never freak out about anything like that. I never just say, it's all over, the sky is falling. Yeah, I do this all the time. It's, it's like a, kind of a man thing. It's like all of a sudden, everything's so bad. What if we stop, stop some of those things and say, no, I'm going to, what if God wants to show up today and leave room for him and push into the spirit? That's, as we do that, we go back to, Corinthians, as we leave room, and not just leave room, but make room for the spiritual side, for God's Spirit to move, I think we're going to start hearing things from God. 
It says these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. He searches all things. Who knows the person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person? I want my Spirit to be hearing from the Spirit of God. I don't want things to be like foolishness to me because I'm too natural. Too natural. For we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God. Let's, let's make that our, our, our desire, our goal this morning, this week. God, help, help me to become more aware. In fact, was, did we sing that? Was that help me become more aware of your presence? Yeah, I love when God does that because that's really it. Help me to be aware. One of the things, again, last night, there was a number, number of things, and I, I don't want to just steal without giving some credit. Just It was really pretty good. He said, why is it that we, we, we do this thing a little bit backwards. They go, well, it's getting darker out there. So because it's getting dark, the church seems brighter, kind of, right? Shouldn't it be more like this? The church is so bright that everything compared to it looks dark. Slight change, isn't it? Slight change. I hear it. I say things like this. The world is just getting darker. Well, it, I think it is. But, but I'm focusing on the world getting darker. Let's focus on Jesus getting brighter. And, and I, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever walked out into a nice, sunny, snowy morning. You know, you're inside the house maybe, and boy, you can see everything great. You're doing stuff, and you're cleaning, and there's no problem. And you walk outside for three or four minutes into the bright, sunny, snowy, blinding. You walk back in the house, and you're like... You know what I mean? Let's, let's be a big bear winter afternoon. So bright that when people look anywhere else, everything just looks dark. And they just go, I want the light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to be spiritual people. We want to discern spiritual things. We want to be spiritually mature. We don't want, don't want to just stop growing and, and stop being aware. We don't want to be carnal Christians or, or just those who really rely on natural solutions and natural wisdom. God, we want to be a spiritual people, alive, who believe that you might just still want to do something. Isn't it possible that you might want to do some healing today. Isn't it possible that you want to meet our needs and move through a situation that we think is really tough? Lord, help us to not just allow, but actually make room for you. In our time, in our focus, help us to be renewed in our mind. Help us to be transformed. God, bless each and every one of us this morning. Draw us closer to you. Help us to be alive and growing spiritually.
anyone wants prayer for anything this morning, for healing or anything, just come forward. I'm going to ask some of our prayer people to just be ready to pray. And, and um, we do have a, a leaders meeting, so we'll get next door in about 15 or 20 minutes at the most. And, um, but if anyone wants prayer, let's do that. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Let's keep, keep this moment and pray.